Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So then, who's going to save the world? (laughs) Don't, don't... (laughs) Um, This is going to be a lighthearted conversation tonight, but we're going to take some sticks and poke at some big questions. Who's going to save the world? Or, or, Or maybe how is the world going to be, quote, saved, unquote? There's so many different narratives, um, not only from our history, the lineage, if you will, of our history or the collective narrative or the um, what's brought us up to this point, I, I think we need to ask some pretty blunt questions like, who, who's going to save the world? How does that work? How, how do worlds get saved? I'm excited. I'm excited for the conversation tonight. The topic is quantum Christ consciousness. Quantum Christ consciousness. And yours truly will be the uh, featured guest. Quantum Christ consciousness. So if we look at the... The Christian narrative, Christ consciousness, Jesus Christ, he he performed so many feats, accomplishments that perceived by the everyday citizen was deemed a miracle. And certainly they're um, very... um, impressive list of things that Jesus did. Healed the sick, walk on water, et cetera, et cetera. And as we've talked about many times on the show, he said that we would too. We would heal the sick. We would raise the dead. We would do everything he has done and more. The the field of miracles, and I'm talking about a perhaps a physics perspective or a metaphysical perspective. So if Jesus were to all of a sudden show up next to you, hey, what's going on? How, how's your life going so far? The universe wouldn't change, and he would, he could perform, quote, miracles, unquote, right where you are now. In other words, the universe, the the physics, the mechanics of the universe is not going to change in order for you to discover, hone, master the examples that Jesus Uh, set out as clearly within your potential, the universe won't change. You will change. It's like, uh, how many of us here have been born? If you've been born, raise your hand. The day you were born, could you walk? chances are really, really good that 100% of the answers is no. But over time, you grew who you were. The, the nature of gravity didn't change. Gravity didn't change at all. Gravity is an impersonal and timeless part of life. Gravity will gladly roll you. I don't know if they'd be glad about it, but it'd be very indifferent to roll you down the stairs and, and crack your neck 
And the exact same gravity can make uh, a day of downhill skiing on in a beautiful mountain scene possible. Same gravity, exact same gravity. But gravity doesn't change. We change. What what I like about gravity is who who masters gravity the best. Is it the physicists that's studying gravity, trying to work out the math of gravity? Would would that person be the master of gravity to be able to explain it? I don't think anyone on the planet's done that uh, comprehensively. Or would the with the ballet dancers, or any kind of, of dancer really, would they be the ones to be considered masters of gravity? You can be a ballet dancer. You can be the, a world-famous ballet dancer. You can be the best ballet dancer on the planet without taking a single physics class. You can master gravity at a caliber, at a level perhaps untouched in the human history just by the practice, the intent, the focus. What I'm getting at here is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fold this back into the quantum space, but... But gravity is is something we're all familiar with. Even though we can't see gravity, we can see its effect. In this moment, gravity is influencing everything that has mass on the planet simultaneously. It's a field of influence that canvas the entire surface of the planet. So quantum, quantum consciousness or Christ consciousness, how are we going to, how are we going to master that? What do you do to master that? How do you master quantum consciousness? How do you master Christ consciousness? Are they the same thing? If if Jesus shows up and starts pulling off miracles, and then Jesus says, come on, belly up to the bar, you're going to do this as well. Did Jesus take any quantum classes? Jesus study quantum physics in order to accomplish miracles? Yeah, pretty much no. The quantum dialogue didn't exist that we know of back then. Quantum Christ consciousness. I suggest to you that quantum consciousness and Christ consciousness are two approaches to pretty much the same thing. Maybe we could have called the show the consciousness of miracles. The consciousness of mastery The quantum field, just like gravity, the quantum field is not going to change its demeanor, its behavior. The quantum has been in place since the beginning of time. So here you are, here I am. Who's going to save the world? Now, I used to save the world thing not to do some doomsday, we're all 
going down the whatever. I'm not I'm not using that in this context here. What I'm what I'm looking at is the mechanics of humanity evolving out of its suffering, evolving out of its struggle, evolving out of its really heartache and and pain and suffering that has been on this planet for a long time. How are we going to, quote, save ourselves? Now, Jesus, to to get clear, in my eyes, Jesus is a flipping rock star because he demonstrated, and then he said, he demonstrated miracles. He demonstrated a mastery of of miracles, really. And and then he says, "Well, all of you, the, the whole flipping, the entirety of the planet is going to go through this phase of consciousness. And when you get into this phase of consciousness, you will have these experiences as well." But Jesus is not going to save our ass. Jesus will not save our ass. Well, I, that probably pissed a few people off, but let's look at it just for a second. Last time Jesus was here, as we're told, of course I'm basing all of this off of 2,000-year-old stories. So Jesus is up hanging on the cross, and he's on his way out of this this human experience. He's he's hanging on the cross, and um, was he was was he even close to saving the world the first time he came here? Hanging on the cross, the Roman Empire was expanding its intentions of war. The Roman Empire was not almost whipped, almost destroyed, almost brought into submission or however the hell you want to look at it, Jesus didn't even come close because he didn't, I don't think, ever intended to come here to save the world. Hanging on the cross, the, 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 the war machine in the hearts of man to bring war against one another was expanding. The pain and suffering of humanity was expanding. Rome was known for its uh, corruption and and all manner of uh, exploitation of the human demeanor. Jesus didn't even come close whatsoever at saving the planet, saving humanity. He's not our savior to to sit back on your hands and say, well, Jesus is going to come save our asses. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Because the first time Jesus was here, his uh, his behavior, his intentions... He never intended to quell the hearts of men, quell the aggression, quell the greed, quell the control, et cetera, et cetera. All the mechanisms of pain and suffering. That wasn't his agenda. He didn't go to the Roman council and say, y'all need to... Uh, learn how to do miracles because I'm I'm here to tell you y'all he didn't approach the human demeanor that had their hand on the suffering of humanity he didn't engage as a life purpose I'm sure there were moments and and encounters but His his primary focus to me, Jesus was an ambassador of love. He he wanted to teach us the raw flipping power of love. 
So what's going to save the flipping world? Is it Christ? Jesus Christ? Is it Christ consciousness? Is it quantum consciousness? Is the quantum going to save the world? How's this going to happen? If we don't, if we can't ask the big questions when we have big problems, if we have institutionalized ignorance, institutionalized um, indifference or, or a misunderstanding, we're screwed. <laughs> I mean, we're not ever screwed. We're eternal beings having a human experience in a, in a physical form. But it's time we ask the bigger questions. So quantum consciousness, Christ consciousness, I suggest those are so close, if not the exact same thing. Well, I guess it could be argued quantum consciousness manifests the whole flipping rodeo. Quantum is, is part of the fabric of all that is so quantum is in the trenches of the war quantum is in the bullets flying through the battlefield quantum is in the whole shebang so quantum consciousness in and of itself does not suggest salvation quantum consciousness does not suggest the end of suffering for humanity but i'm not shelving quantum just yet I'm not putting quantum on the shelf because Christ consciousness, Jesus, walks around, heals the sick, feeds the hungry, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, come on, come on, bring it. So it's done unto us as we believe. So if you went into a thousand Christian churches and polled, uh, took a poll, questioned Christians and said, um, how are you doing at performing miracles? How much of your study has been, how much has, of your study has been to master the teachings of Jesus? When do you expect to be able to heal the sick, manifest food out of thin air, raise the dead? From my eyes, and I don't, I don't proclaim to have like divine vision. I don't see into the hearts of men, etc. But from my eyes, where are the Christian miracle schools? Where are the Christian alchemy schools? Where are the Christian mystic schools, the Christian energy healing schools, the Christian Reiki schools? I think the term Christian, Christianity in some senses, made a concrete coffin, put Jesus in it, and threw him in the flipping river. Especially the the mindset that says, well, you know, Jesus is going to come save our asses. If we just, you know, worship his his fine ass and and pray and be humble and and hold him as our savior, he's going to come back and kick suffering's ass all the way to hell and then we'll have salvation. Yeah, mm, no. But Jesus is our savior if you listen to what the hell he said. Now, again, I'm 2,000 years after all his talking, so I'm, I don't have this, I don't have this trust that a lot of the stuff that is hung on Jesus is actually his, but I don't want to deviate too far. Jesus is our Savior in the sense of teaching us teaching us to master the quantum, to master our relationship with miracles. And and the reason I'm pulling quantum into this is 
It is done unto you as you believe. So in in Western academics, uh, in, in last week's show, The Physics of God, you might want to look that up. Last week's show, The Physics of God. In, in order for us to believe at an organic level, I mean, uh, we talked last week, I believe, about faith being no thought contrary. When every single vote, every, excuse me, when every single one of our thoughts are congruent in phase, in harmony, it will surely be given. We have the faith of a mustard seed. But quantum is a, is a Western academic model of miracles. Now, it's not getting peddled as that. Quantum physics doesn't peddle itself as the realm of miracles per se, but what it's showing us is how how intertwined consciousness and reality is. See, Jesus had a body. You have a body. Jesus performed miracles. You can perform miracles. But what's the difference? I don't think it's the body. It's the consciousness. It's the consciousness that the vehicle of the body holds. In other words, you're conscious now. Every single one of you listening to this sentence right now is conscious because if you didn't hear that sentence, you're either unconscious or you're out of the realm of of the dialogue. The, The power of Jesus was in the power of his consciousness, the Christ consciousness. I'm going to I'm going to share a model I've been working on for decades. I um I'm a recovering television engineer and, and I I really 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 try to wrap my noggin around the mech, the mechanics of how things work. I barely graduated from high school. I'm self-taught. Um, I've been in the broadcast television industry 35 years. I've worked with million-watt transmitters. I've worked with extremely high voltage and power. And when I first started working with the power of television transmitters, these things are beasts. These things are monsters. Um, we would pay $7,000 a month for electricity to make a million watts of power 24-7. And in my 20s, many decades ago, I'm standing in front of a television transmitter. And when when I first got introduced to this industry, I stood in front of a transmitter and scratched my head. What the hell is going on inside this big-ass box? You push the go button, the glycol pumps kick on, the 32,000-volt power supplies come up. 32,000 volts will drop you dead the first chance it gets. I had to really respect I had to really respect the power, the power of these these uh, million watt television services. 
So Christ consciousness, Jesus Christ, Jesus, how his consciousness was given liberty from the mechanics of the quantum realm, just like the ballet dancer doesn't know how gravity works, but can master the the art of gravity, Jesus didn't study quantum mechanics to learn how to do miracles, but Jesus was powerful. He had power. Now, how do we talk about power like electricity? Electricity. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's electricity everywhere. Electricity is making the ability for you to hear this possible. Electricity is got lights on electricity, electricity, electricity. Well, guess what? You can't see electricity. You can't. Electricity evaded our human curiosity for centuries. It is my understanding that we live in a sea of electricity. I'm not going to go into the... uh, propagation characteristics of radio frequency energy. But I want to talk about power because Jesus Christ was powerful with his consciousness. And when I stand in front of a transmitter that's going to make a million flipping watts with 32,000 volts when I push the go button, it's power. It's power that makes that happen. But you know what? I can stare at the 32,000-volt power supply, and I don't see anything happening. Just to open the high-voltage cabinet was a series of interlocks. You had to turn it off and lock it off, take the key out and move the key over, and turn it, and that would free up another key. There was this huge safety procedure, so I didn't kill my ass. But if I if I were to bypass the interlocks and turn on the million-watt television service and look in the high-voltage cabinet, I wouldn't see a thing. So Jesus walks into a homeless shelter and and uh, maybe he's incognito, and you're walking through the homeless shelter, and in the group of people is Jesus Christ. Well, there's a hell of a difference between Jesus Christ and the rank-and-file human being, nothing against the rank-and-file human being, but it's the power. Now I'm going to uh, got to watch the time. The we need a model. We need some way to wrap our noggin around something we can't see. Working with electricity, it's very common to think of the voltage of electricity as the as water. You can think of a canal or a ditch. And if there's no water, there's no voltage, there's no power. And as we fill the the ditch with water, we're adding the ability to perform, which is a sense of power. But electricity, you can't see it. So the metaphor of water allows us to work with electricity in our mind. It's a model. It's a way we can think that helps us understand an theoretical aspect of something we can't see. So we talk about Christ consciousness. Pretty much every room that you're in has a wall, and if we look at the wall, at the bottom of the wall is the floor, and this this would be running on fumes as far as the power of consciousness. This is a homeless person. If they get a cold tonight, they might die. They're running on fumes. They have no power within their consciousness 
because they have fragmented it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again through multiple incarnations. But if we traverse up the wall, at the top of the wall, we can visualize Jesus Christ. Now, in this example, the vertical uh, scale on the wall is logarithmic. It's like in earthquake numbers. The difference between four and five and the difference between five and six are a factor of 10. They're not equal. It's a logarithmic scale. In other words, if I'm at the bottom and I'm running on fumes and I'm a homeless person, if I walk up and I hug them and look look at them in the eye and tell them encouraging words, I could quadruple the amount of power because it's so low. But up at the top of the scale, to move to move it an, a fraction of an inch would be trillions and trillions of watts. In other words, the farther up the scale you go, there's a much, much greater presence of power. The reason I say this is I believe that the the mechanism that makes miracles possible has an element of power to the consciousness of the human being the power of the consciousness of the human persona. See, Jesus uh, has been known. There's a story about him being with his buddies, and they and he said, "Here, come here, come here, check it out." And he goes off to the side, and he turns his whole persona into light. L i g h t. From my perspective, that that's purity. When I, when I work with a million watts of power, the more power I make at a television transmitter site, I have to be much, much more careful about how pure that power is. The way I get a million watts to leave the building and not melt the place down is purity. The frequency is very precise and exact. So Jesus turns himself into light, and that demonstrates to me right there that he um, his consciousness is pure. There's not um, a fragmentation of consciousness. There's not a a subconscious. So what am I getting at here? When Jesus asked us, when Jesus told us that we will do everything he has done and more, I, th- I think what we're really looking at here is to raise our personal power, the power of your consciousness. And uh, how do we do that? He promised that we would all we would all get there. How do we take our consciousness and move it up that vertical scale that we use, the the example of the wall? How do we bring our consciousness up? How do we raise our consciousness? We lose our power when we fragment, when we separate, when we create a sense of separation in our own consciousness through judgment, through posturing, through um, suppressed emotions and whatnot. And the way back home, if you will, the way to restore our power is to reintegrate what has been fragmented within us. The way I came across this material, I, I I totally didn't see myself as a a spiritual teacher of a um, in the role that I'm in as an author and a radio show host and as I've shared on the show many times the cosmic two by four that cracked me open was when I released a large amount of 
emotional energy out of my psyche. It caught me quite off guard. I wasn't expecting it. And in a very short period of time, just like turning on a transmitter, this immense amount of energy is pouring out of my consciousness. It's pouring out of my consciousness and dissipating. And I suggest to you, as I release the energy out of my psyche, my place on the wall went up. In other words, it consumed some of my power to hold that emotion in my subconscious. It consumed some of my power 24-7 for the history of my life to hold that emotion in my subconscious. And 25 years ago when I released it, my life changed quite dramatically in just a day or two. My health improved. My uh, The energy I had as I went throughout my day improved. Fast forward 25 years, I've been scrubbing my psyche and every opportunity I get to release and reintegrate my consciousness, I raise the, the metaphorical slot I'm in on the wall. I'm moving the vibration of my consciousness by reintegrating where I had separated it from the past. And the power of my consciousness has gone up. So I quit getting sick. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really curious thing. So even in the last three months, even in the last six months, I've been doing this for 25 years. As you move up that, that wall of consciousness, you're getting into higher and higher power levels to move up as you go up in consciousness takes a lot more power, takes a lot more reintegration within yourself. And I suggest to you that when Jesus demonstrated to his friends by turning himself into pure light, he showed purity, a, a single frequency, so to speak, no, no other frequency. Just like when I, when I made power at the transmitter site, I had to make it pure to, to be able to work with it and not have it destroy the equipment. So you have consciousness in your body, you have consciousness in your persona, and how do we save the world? How do we save the world? Well, we follow Jesus' teachings, and we, we cleanse our consciousness as we purify our consciousness, we move towards the Christ consciousness within us. Forgiveness and compassion are, a, are really big power tools. Forgiveness and compassion for yourself and for humanity are very powerful, powerful concepts. So Jesus is teaching us how we can sculpt our consciousness to restore the power that is innate, that is built into every one of us. When he said all of us would perform the miracles that he has performed, he assures us that the, the power is, is already within us yet to be discovered. The, the, the journey of 
uh, evolving your consciousness from wherever you are in your life path to the the pure, authentic source consciousness within you. That's the journey itself. I think my soul put me in front of television transmitters so I could wrap my noggin around what power is. And it wasn't obvious. It took me years to understand power. And then my soul took the cosmic two by four and cracked me open and demonstrated raw energy coming out of my psyche. My life purpose is, I guess, to to teach Christ consciousness from the perspective of a Western language, from the perspective of of power, what power is. I'm I've worked with power, very high power, and power is very elusive. My life work is to put a Western language around what it would look like for you to reclaim, to reharvest, to reintegrate the power within your own persona. The for myself and and certainly on the show we've had over well over a decade now hundreds and hundreds of guests. I can easily say that the the most prominent consumer of our power, in other words, on average, where does humanity lose the most of its power? And that, and that for myself, that'd be easily answered in emotions and mind or consciousness or ego. Our mind and our ego, when they go south, when they when they lose their way, the mind and the ego and its relationship with emotions is probably the the biggest pay dirt we can work on in our life. In other words, if you want to evolve your consciousness, if you want to raise your spirituality, if you think, um, if if it's your intention to uh, accelerate your spiritual evolution, your mental and emotional skill set, your mental and emotional um energetic components within your persona, just like I release so much unresolved emotional energy out of my psyche. I had a lot of energy. I had a lot of energy compressed into my subconscious and it took my power to hold it there for decades. My emotions that I had suppressed into my subconscious was consuming power 24-7 to hold that power in my psyche. And when I released that emotional energy, I got that power back. Now on the scale of the, of the wall from the floor to the ceiling, I didn't I didn't move very far on the scale but I recognized the movement and over the 20 last 25 years I've been I've been in a personal discipline it's it's something I do every single day every single day all the time is I pay attention to the energy in my consciousness and I created the new human living platform to fulfill my life purpose, and that is 
to convey the nature of the power behind your consciousness. What's going to save the world? When humanity, one by one, people like you, people like me, raise their consciousness, raise the power of their consciousness, reclaim the subconscious offline power within themselves, and restore the Christ consciousness that we all have within ourselves. So Father and I are one now, today, the kingdom of heaven is within now, today. The power of the quantum field is available to you now. It's not going to change. The quantum field has been there from the beginning of time. Just like gravity didn't change when you learned how to walk. In order to claim the power of the quantum, I suggest Reclaim the power within your own persona. If if you're on your spiritual journey and you're not working on your suppressed emotions, you're not working on your subconscious thoughts and beliefs, you're probably not getting the traction you could get. I'm going to start up some online classes, and my only goal is I don't don't want to tell you what to think or believe. That's not my place. But I want to show you your relationship with the power of your consciousness and why, why, what gives me the credentials to do that. Because I worked with power. I worked with very high power for decades. And there's a there's a way to it. There's a... Power fo- follows uh, the laws of the universe just like quantum or gravity or anything else. And... Really, the power I'm talking about is love. The power that Jesus had was his relationship with love. An easy thing you could do is is to connect with uh, resources that show your ego how to navigate the subtle nature of power. An easy thing to do is go to New Human Living and sign up for the newsletter. Every week, I push your buttons. <laughs> I, my, my job is like, what am I doing tonight on the show? What am I doing? I'm taking some very strong belief systems on this planet and I'm I'm challenging them point blank. Jesus is not going to save humanity. You know how contrary that is to millions, if maybe not even a billion people on the planet. If we're incongruent with the truth, we're going to push the evolution of our consciousness many lifetimes down the road. But Look at humanity. 2020 came along, cracked us open. 2021 was the beginning of a new narrative, a new paradigm. I see legions of people that take Jesus up on his promise. Legions of alchemists, legions of mystics, legions of energy workers, healers. There was a time when we took healers to the town square and burned them as witches. But now today, that same modality of healing is taught all over the world as Reiki, healing touch, healing consciousness. We're in a, uh, we're in a new era, a new dynamic. 
if if you want to get some traction, if you want to heal your relationship with power, if you want to engage in a model that helps awaken the Christ consciousness in you, if you want to raise the power of your consciousness so the quantum field will respond in kind, Christ was a master of the quantum field. And I suggest the reason he was that was the purity of his consciousness. The tagline for new human living, I I thought a very long time about the exact words I wanted to use. The tagline for new human living is pure, just like when Jesus went off to the side and demonstrated pure white light. The tagline is pure, authentic you. Purity and authenticity do not describe any traits or attributes of their own, except, of course, purity. If you're authentic, you're authentic to yourself. Nobody on the planet can tell you what that looks like because your authenticity comes from within you. Your soul has an authentic demeanor to itself, an authentic nature to itself, an authentic preference to itself. If you want to master your relationship with the quantum field, purify your personal energy persona. Hone. Gain clarity about what authenticity means to you. Jesus was a totally authentic person. Many, 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 many times other people tried to sway him out of his authenticity and he didn't flinch. Authenticity is a very, very powerful thing because we 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 bring on fatigue when we're not authentic. We bring on fragmentation. We bring on incongruency when we're not authentic. If we're not congruent with our authenticity, it consumes our energy day in and day out to hold up the facade of the incongruency. Pure authentic you is a framework that is compatible with your Christ consciousness. Pure authentic you is the framework that is compatible with you mastering the quantum field. Pure authentic you puts you in harmony with the immense amount of power called God consciousness, source consciousness, the kingdom of heaven that's within you now. In order for you to be able to embody the power of Christ consciousness within you now, you have to come into harmony with it. The reason I could get a million watts out the door at the transmitter site was the the harmony of the power. The frequency was very accurate, immensely accurate. The power levels were through the roof. But we were in harmony with the nature of that power, and that afforded us the ability to transmit that power without losing the power. Your persona is hardwired for the Christ consciousness that is at the core of your being. But in order for you to grow the vehicle of yourself, the the body, the, the mind, the emotions, in order for you to bring yourself into harmony with the inherent power that's within you now, as Jesus has promised, you're going to want to purify your energy. You're going to want to get authentic with yourself. And... I learned I was very inauthentic with myself, with my relationship with emotions. And um, through meditation, <laughs> uh, boy, howdy, um, meditation, as it relates to power and as it relates to emotions, 
is a very powerful place to work. This year, 2022, I am I'm launching an online spiritual academy or university or whatever to impersonally teach you. Again, I don't want to tell you what to think or what to believe because if I project my thoughts, beliefs, and feelings on you, that might bring you out of congruency with your own authentic self. If I am... If I'm worth my salt as a teacher, I afford you the personal freedom, the personal sovereignty for you to be authentic to whoever you are. That comes from within you. That's not my place. But the reason I'm here on planet Earth, the reason I spent decades working with really high power is I'm here to teach the power of consciousness, the power of you as a conscious vehicle, the power of Christ consciousness, the power of your consciousness and how it relates to your relationship with the quantum field. Christ mastered quantum consciousness. Christ harvested Mastered like a ballet dancer mastering gravity. Christ mastered his relationship with the quantum field, and the quantum field as a mirror reflected that power back into the physical realm, and that's called manifesting miracles. To manifest matter out of thin air takes power. To, to transform somebody's health takes power. That power is in you. That power is in, is, has been with you through the entire journey, through all the lifetimes of, of your soul till the, from the beginning of the birth of your soul. The quantum field is, is sitting there waiting for you to master yourself to master your consciousness so you too can fulfill the promise that Jesus gave you that you can personify Christ consciousness within yourself legions legions of Jesus Christ awakening discovery that's what's going to that's what's going to save the world. Jesus came here to teach us, not to save our asses. Personally, he's not going to don a sword and take on the demons and kick the devil's ass all the way to hell. That's not it. We're here for the human experience. We're here for the human journey. We're here for the human discovery. We're here for the experience of traversing all the levels of consciousness. Hey, I want to thank you, the listener. You bring purpose to to my purpose. (laughs) I'm not doing this for myself. Um, I want to thank you for spending this time with me to to where we can co-create in each other's lives, where we can walk each other home like Ram Dass said. I really like that. Invest in yourself. The easiest thing to do is sign up for the newsletter. You can, you can follow us. Uh, we have a new Human Living YouTube channel. There's a lot of free videos there. My classes are going to be coming out, and I'm going to teach people, teach their egos, teach their egos how to come into harmony with the inherent power of the Christ consciousness within them. 
Are you ready to step up to the plate? Are you ready to claim your own divine inheritance to this infinite well of power within you? What an exciting time to be alive. I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's always a pleasure. I always appreciate when you show up for yourself like you have done now. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com. Thanks for listening.